Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm Patrick. That's our co-host, Giselle. Hello, guys. And that's our Android Joe. Connor. Connor. I can't do a good Android impersonation. Hello, my name is Joe. I am your sound guy today. No, there it is. that's, that's not what they sound like, though. It's well, this is what like... Stephen Hawking sounds like. Hello, well, they, oh, my name oh, is Connor. No. Well, yeah, they I'm just the Android wake up, Lieutenant. Satellite? They just talk normal. Hello, Lieutenant. I really wanted Hello. like every single Android to sound like like people like the robot voice where you just talk while inhaling through. You're like, oh, <laughs> hello. Oh no. My I name is Marcus. No. I really like. I am here to bring justice to androids. <laughs> oh, no. No. Why do you have to do it like that? That was really good. That was really good. You just talk while breathing in. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, we're talking about Detroit Becomes Human. Yeah. It wasn't already Become obvious. Human. No, Detroit Becomes Human, the entire the city. The whole city. Well, technically. <laughs> I mean. Half of the people there are not people. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Have any but, of us, I mean, that just sounds like regular Detroit at this that's point. That's true. Have, anybody's, have any one of us actually been to Detroit? Yes. No. Yeah. I watched a guy get no. mugged outside of a restaurant window in Detroit. Really? Where? Yeah. I was at a, I think it was like a Texas Roadhouse or like a Midwestern equivalent of it. And then like it was on the street, right? So then the parking lot was next to it. On the street, on the other side, there's like houses down, like a few cars down there was a silver car and watched a guy with a beanie walk past that car, watched another guy with like a black coat walk behind him. Mm. And then like five minutes later, I see the guy in the black coat running in the opposite direction. I was like, oh. Um, That's fun. Yeah, I was. I've been to Detroit too. Um, God, Texas Roadhouse, probably. God, there's this really good soul food place, mm-hmm. um, not too far from Hitsville, okay. USA, uh, Motown. Uh, that's that's the main reason why I went to Detroit. Okay. God, Motown, what a great place! It's so cool. Um, Detroit, Detroit, Detroit's a place. It's a place. <laughs> it's uh, it it's is a definitely physical, on the map. Yeah, mm. it's a physical location. It's on the map, sadly. Yeah. I say this as a proud Chicagoan, so you know. Like you know, okay. Detroit. Let's Detroit. talk about this game. Detroit, okay. exactly. Detroit, Detroit become human. Where do you, uh, you want to? Who it's starts? It's a fantastic cinematic game. What oh, is the game? What is this game? This is a choose-your-own-adventure game, right. and that is done. I think in the most choose-your-own it can be. Mm. A lot of parts are kind of railroady, but they are trying to keep a consistent story throughout. But yeah. in essence, it's. You play as three different characters, freaking Marcus. Whoa, 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 whoa. I have a game. Just name okay. them. Just okay. name them. Connor, okay. Kara, and Marcus. Yeah. There you go. So, okay. I, that's the first page of Joe's notes. It's yeah, the entire that's true. first page. It's true. It's <laughs> their names. All names. I have big letters. huge handwriting. Okay. But I'm going to. I uh, just recently got into this game because okay. I've okay. been on a binge of like, what is it? Like, I want to deal what with humanity. Yeah, right. What, like, what does, does it, mean it mean to be human? Exactly. So that's the I whole question of the game. Kind of. This idea. This episode was my idea. I don't know. No. What? Wasn't it like both it, of our ideas? Because we're like, oh, what games have we got into? And I was like, oh, I'm, I watched like. Detroit it was between Giselle and Joe. Exactly. All right, all right. Hey, I'm the I'll one, I'm the one who gave you. the last yes. So yeah. <laughs> I just want to <laughs> add that in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Patrick. Without you, without you, we wouldn't be talking about this. I have a little mini game here where it's I, I describe the characters very poorly, and you guys have to say if I'm if I did it right. Okay. So for Kara, nanny on the run. Yeah. Basically, okay. the gist okay. of it. Give us just the thing. Could, and let yeah, us yeah. Thing. Oh, okay. Robot Batman from the Arkham games. If he could kill all willy nilly. Yeah, that's Connor. That's Marcus. That's Connor. 
No, because it's Connor. He's right. Because yeah. with Connor, he's the only you one. He's the, like the most. He's the only one that has like. Thing. Yeah, he's yeah. the most game. Oh, yeah, I guess gameplay out of them all, and the rest yeah. is kind of like quick uh, time you know. events. Um, uh, Marcus looks, looks more like Batman. Ne- That's uh, next up is Mr. Krabs. If he was mean and would constantly Hank. spew Hank the F bomb. Hank, mm-hmm. Connor, Lieutenant Anderson. And for this one, uh, this is the last one on here. Okay. This one's uh, if Bob Ross met. Malcolm X. <laughs> Carl. That's Carl. <laughs> what? Yeah. If Bob Ross met Malcolm, Ma- Ma- Malcolm X. <laughs> or MLK, depending on your choices. Yeah, that's Marcus. There you go. Oh, my God. That's, that's Carl's just oh another guy. Oh, my God, guy. he said Malcolm X. I was thinking Professor <laughs> X. <Why> Bob <laughs> Ross. Oh, right, because he paints. Yeah, he yeah he's a painter. Until oh, oh, I was yeah. picturing, like, Malcolm X or MLK scene. with an afro. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or not afro, but Bob Ross hair. Fair. So I was I was so lost. I was like, who who has oh, Bob man. Ross hair? <laughs> I legitimately thought you said Professor X instead of Mom Professor. Then it took me like a second. I was <gasps> like, oh, That's wheelchair, Carl. <laughs> I'm gonna say no, this. I said that with my whole chest. I'm gonna say this right off the bat. Okay. Oh, spoilers, by the way. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> spoilers for a game that came out in 2018. That's yep. not. That's pretty recent. That's what I'm saying. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> That's I, what I'm I thought you were doing the thing where, like, you. Uh, the no, sarcasm no. thing? Yeah. No, no, no. Memeing us. Um, the least interesting story or character for me is Marcus. Tara. I agree. I thought it was going to really? be Connor, but, like, Marcus. Like, I. There was no way that Connor well, Mar- was going to be the least interesting. I no. thought he would have been really? at first, but. But Connor's is actually the best. Yeah, but like you have like detective mm. mode, analyzing, recreate events, and See, everything. I thought it was gonna get tedious. But yeah. also, like you have so many routes with his story oh, compared yeah. to everyone else. It's so Mar- Marcus's story is, I think, the most important. Whether or not you like it or oh. not, that's the one that carries the game. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. you can't have the story of Detroit become human without Marcus. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Fair. Um, but then Connor. Adds this like Connor is the choose your own adventure character. Connor and Marcus kind of go hand in hand. Kara, Kara feels like a railroad. Kara doesn't. The game doesn't feel like her story doesn't feel like a choose your own adventure. It just kind of feels like it's a thing that's helping happening. out a little. Yeah, girl. You're, it's a thing that's happening. You're you're going through the story, mm-hmm. but it feels very railroaded. Like you're set in place. You can't necessarily uh, change. You're yeah. when you go different routes, you'll yeah. still end up in, in the same, same route. Right. Whereas Marcus's and Connor's, you can take major story. The story will change drastically oh, yeah. depending on a lot of choices you make. Right. Cars, cars choices don't affect the game at all. Mm. Really, one of the major like I, I'm, I'm happy that we just delved into like some of the things, but one of the major like uh, points in this game, it's mm-hmm. like it's philosoph- It's like this whole philosophy oh, yeah. of like, what does it mean? to become human, right? Like in the title. But not just human, but like just alive. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So our our main our three main protagonists are androids. We're we're in year twenty thirty eight. Yep. Yeah. Um, coming up soon not, guys. Not yeah. too far away. Not too far Check away. Your and, watches. and you know, there's there are actual androids. There's robots like walking around among us. They're as common as mm. an iPhone or a smartphone. So, and yeah, they're they're just helping, uh, air quotes, helping uh, the human life become easier or whatever because we're lazy. Well, I mean, but I their AI. Oh yeah, way AI, advanced. But yeah. also, I mean, like when you said that it would make human life easier, 
yes and no. Because Easier. Yeah, because they want robots to do all of this manual labor so humans don't have to, so humans don't have, like, the possibility of getting harmed. But then, with Marcus's whole story, it's like the group of protesters, right when you first get introduced to his character, you know, like, <coughs> you're the reason you took our jobs. They took our jobs. They're going to take yours next. Mm-hmm. And then when um, Connor goes to find Lieutenant Anderson in the bar, you know, you see, like, written on the walls, 31% unemployment. Yeah. When will it was 33. Was it 33? I don't know. It, it, a lot. It's yeah. A, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's literally a, it's a third a of the country. It's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> One in every three people is unemployed. Right. And then you have Cyberlife, you know? Um, assembled, Skynet. Yeah. Assembled in Detroit. So it's like, okay, so you have jobs assembling androids, or do androids do it? And why Detroit? Because back in the day, yeah. uh, they were the lead of... Car manufacturing. Yeah. 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 Where Ford started his whole exactly shit. big yeah. big industrial place and you know revolutionized a lot of stuff that we are dealing with now and it like got back brought back up thanks to androids or whatever continue yep and I wouldn't say that like Kara's game doesn't affect the story because I think it just kind of affects how you play the story you know because with Kara's game. It's essentially help Alice survive and get away from her abusive father, Todd. And it acts not like, what's the word? I think there's like, more to it than that. Yes, but it just kind of contradicts everything because it contradicts, like, Connor's story because his, you know, he he hunts deviants, you know? Like, that's his main thing. Yeah. He helps find deviants, and Marcus is a deviant, and those two stories obviously go hand in hand. Deviants are androids that don't want to serve they want to be free. Yeah, they're androids with software. They're the androids that become actual people, basically. Yep. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, well. <clears throat> but the thing is, with Kara, like, I guess there's sort of a juxtaposition. Because from Connor and Marcus's standpoint, you see, like, oh, androids aren't supposed to do this because it's dangerous if they do that. It's like, okay, that makes sense. And then with Kara's storyline, androids can't do this because it's dangerous. But if I could do it, I would be able to help Alice more. Oh, uh, see. I think each character's story touches upon certain philosophies on morals and ethnics, I guess. Ethics. Uh, Ethics. Ethics. (laughs) Sorry. What did I say? Ethics. My bad. (laughs) My bad. Um, With Kara, I see it as like, yeah, she's, she's a nanny bot, basically, and she develops actual feelings for the little kid she's taking care of. There's this whole mother nature type of nature nature type of feel that Kara uh, begins to to process or begins to take you know take notice of or, or evolves into it's implied that she was like that before she got yeah, reset too. I mean exactly my point so a, a machine mm-hmm. developing feelings for something and will go to the length of sacrificing everything to make sure that thing, that, you know, the, the other, the little one is safe, is taken care of. That's what a real mother does, mm-hmm. right? So it's, it's a machine evolving to do this. That, that in itself is like, you know, is this, is this, does this make them an actual being uh, other than just a machine are they more than a machine like that's that's like the overall kind of the same thing, situation the when, question. same situation when Marcus goes deviant I mean okay. it's the person who he highly 
highly respects getting annoyed by his washed up son yeah um mm-hmm. b- begging for money and then he goes deviant and well you can go deviant mm. and wreck the dude's soul mm-hmm. just by pushing him into some stuff yeah yeah like I don't honestly know, there's, there's I, a whole lot of that's kind of it, it's kind of a kind of a silly little death for the he didn't die for the dude's son he didn't die he no, got if unconscious you, if, if you push him he dies he doesn't die oh well it looks like he dies. Well, yeah, he, and you never see him. He because got pretty freaking hot. Y- yeah. He might as well be dead because you never see him again. At least from That's from fair. the how the playthrough I watched went. Like later on in the game, he was like, "Hey, Dad." He left a voicemail for his for Carl, for, um, saying, "Hey, I just got out of the hospital, or I'm getting out tomorrow. I was unconscious, or whatever." Oh, <laughs> it was just that. He was I was unconscious. If you didn't know from the last <laughs> chapter, I know you picked up your save file after a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan of car like the car reveal that the little girl's a robot the whole time. I wasn't a huge fan of that. Alice. Alice. Okay. You know. Well, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that either. Let me let me ask you then. No. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> throughout throughout uh, the game, one of the main ways to tell if an android's an android is the LED light. The little circle uh, thing on, yeah. on his uh, temple, or they're wearing the, their yeah. uniform. Yeah. Um, but they can remove that. Marcus does it, right? Exactly, yeah. The, uh, Marcus, Kara does it. Uh, a lot of other androids throughout the story do, oh, do Kara, it. Oh, Kara, you have a choice of doing right. it. Right. So it's hard to tell already from that. You don't know who's an android or who's actually human at this point. Yeah. Right? And the world has gotten so far to make uh, androids that can substitute actual children, family members, loved ones, uh, pleasures. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. So that in itself, a, a creation, a creating an android for people who, you know, can't have kids on their own. That sounds great, but is it? Like what's the moral what's the moral code behind well, that? Well, there's probably definitely still kids out there that need to adopting or fostering, yeah. exactly, exactly. So it's like it's, it's a little weird to be like, I'll just get a robot instead. So <laughs> that, did you believe that she was real? I did. Okay. I di- I thought it would be a more compelling story of mother that is not human, composed to a child that child is. that is. Right. But it's just it's just all a story about robots, mm-hmm. which isn't it a fe- bad. It thing. felt like a shock value thing. Yeah, I wasn't Al- shocked by Alice is, it. Well, I was kind of disappointed, not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, me, me too. I, but I felt <laughs> like it was supposed to be like surprise, she's a robot. I mean, Luther has been um, hinting at it throughout the entire story. Like, hey, Kara, I need to talk to you about Alice. Did you ever notice this? Nah, we'll talk about it later. Come on. Yeah, I wonder what it could be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah know, there's also I mean, that. It wasn't too big of a surprise. There's, I don't know. It's, okay, the actual story that is being told throughout this game, I don't really care for. What? The what? only thing I care about, I you know, yeah. The only thing I care about is, you know, the the morals and the decisions of this could happen, or, or you know, thinking about that this type of stuff, we can advance, we can progress so much that we regress as a species. That other things will come up, and like take our place or whatever. Like, this can happen. I don't know. I feel and like it's more of a... Dis- the the main focus of this story is discrimination, number one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, 
these these other things are like side plots that I mean that isn't really explored too much. I think the major thing is the discrimination. That's why I find it interesting. Like M- Marcus's whole thing is this: like, how do you deal with discrimination? Because you can do peaceful, but no one's gonna listen to you if you're peaceful. Yeah. And then you could do violent, but no one's gonna listen to you if you're violent. Yeah. So like, what do you like? Marcus has to go with this whole discrimination ordeal. Like, how do I? Make how do I get listen. out of this? Yeah. Um, and then. Connor has this whole situation to where, like, Connor has a whole different story with him to where it's, like, uh, it's not, it's really relatable despite him being a robot, but it's, like, being destined for something but realizing maybe that's not the right choice. Like, uh, he's, Connor is meant to be robot, basically robot killing robot. Yeah. Basically. And, um... But he real like he starts realizing more and more throughout all these cases he is ruining robot lives. Mm-hmm. So like it's this whole thing like do you uh, do do you stay and do the thing you've always done or do you switch it up? Which is super relatable for real life. I mean people who uh, whose parents send them down a career path. You will be a then, doctor. You will be a lawyer. And then they find out oh I don't want to do that. Yeah. Then what do you? I do? want to be a DJ. <laughs> you know. I don't know, for me... Connor like, becomes I, a DJ. Yeah, <laughs> that would be dope, actually. <laughs> like, for me, the, the main interest for me is, like, the same thing with Jurassic Park, what uh what Jeff Goldblum said in the first movie. Like, just because you can do something doesn't, doesn't mean you should. should. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's my whole thing. Go ahead. <laughs> what attracted me to it was a kind of pretty unique mode of storytelling in that most choice-based games are, like, illusions. They're not real. Most games have yeah. things they want to show you. Telltale's like that. Like okay. Strange is like that. There's things you can't avoid. But with this game, I think it's the best choice game ever. Oh, yeah. Objectively. The, the story actually, for most characters, the story actually changes based off a lot of the decisions you make. It's you not like, with it too. it's not the ending that changes. It's the entire story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then things get referenced later on based off your decisions. Um, I believe with that first scene with the hostage thing, or no, uh, one of my favorite ones is depending on how many times you let Connor die, oh, yeah. people will talk to you differently, whether either considering you a failure or a preppy robot who can do everything and is going to take all our jobs. Um, yeah. So, like, Connor, Connor's, Connor's arc is, in my opinion, like, so good. Mm. Oh, Just yeah. because it is the most choose-your-own-adventure, it can vary so much. You can be the robot that brings the downfall of Marcus's revolution, or you can have Connor be the one who's ultimately the one that saves them. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, and then at the same, you can also play to have these robots against each other. You you have a fight with Connor and Marcus That's as, true. like, the scene that could potentially happen. That's true. And you're, you're have you your two both characters. You them at the same time, too. Yeah, you have yeah. your two characters fighting each other, and you're like, oh, who do I want to win? And it's, oh, it's so good. It pulls you in different directions, and it's, uh, if you look at the the charts that Ultra. flow, yeah. uh, there's so many cool things about it. Different different options are unlocked if you do things earlier in the game. True. Oh, yeah. Like with Kara's escaping the house with Todd, if you f- go to the window, you find an escape route through the window yep. that you can use in the next scene where you have to escape the house. Mm. Um, if you find the gun in the house, that's an option for you in the next scene where Todd is abusing Alice. So it's, it's this really like Every choice actually feels like it has meaning. Yeah. 
but they also make it so that choices a lot of times you have you can do purposefully stupid stuff. So I dug through the the trees to find a few that were obviously bad choices. Okay. And you guys are gonna give me the you guys are gonna try to your best to guess the percentage of players that went with these look, options. Look at look at that transition. Right? Smooth. Right. We didn't have to shout segue this time. <laughs> Way to go, guys. All right. So um, try to guess the percentage here. Uh, first off, you have in, in the first scene of the game, um, you walk into the place where the, the person's being held hostage, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things you see is a fish on the floor dying. Oh, um, yeah. And you yeah. have the option to put it back in the tank. How many people left the fish to die? 43%. 43%. That sounds really high. I'm going to say like 18. 18? 25. 25. 6%. Oh, yay. Oh, I was close. Good, good for humanity. <laughs> yeah. Good you for, were close, Joe. I was real yep, close. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, good for non-humanity, technically. When you are, uh, do when Connor is doing the interview with the first, uh, Car- host, the, oh, the, the, the first criminal. Oh, Carlos The um, robot uh, from um, Carlos. The one that stabbed the dude a bunch yeah. of times. Yeah, Carlos Ortiz is an android. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, the android begins to self-destruct, and you have the option to try to intervene if it does start to, inter- oh, yeah, it, yeah. to self-destruct. Mm-hmm. However, you also have the option to let the android self-destruct. How many people let the android self-destruct? 50. I would say maybe like... Actually, no, 68. Really? 68? Yeah. I would say 30. 12% of people. Six. Six wow. percent of people let the answer die. Six, um, six was in six. his answer. <laughs> and <laughs> do keep in mind, this is like six percent of total playthroughs yeah, in everyone. the game. Yeah. So, like, some people may have not even seen this option. Right. Yeah. Um, so, um, when you are with Alice and you decide to uh, take shelter in the car, mm-hmm. um, she asks you to make a promise to stay with her forever. I believe is the specific mm-hmm. promise. Um, However, you can also not make that promise. <laughs> How many people didn't make that promise? Eight. I'm going to say two. 20%. 1%. 1%? Oh, I was 1% off. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. You All don't right. make a girl promise if you know you can't keep it. Oh, that's a Cortana reference. There you go. In the in Kara's next scene, um, if you stayed in the if you squatted in the ha- abandoned house, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, once you leave, uh, you have to make sure you take your gun with you. But some people might forget the gun. How? What percentage of players forgot the gun at the house? Ninety-two. Eight. Eighteen percent. Zero percent. Oh wow! Oh, wow! Okay. <laughs> Good for them. I mean, everybody. Like, everybody wanted their gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It helped in a lot of situations if you got like in a really tight space. But then you also risk the chance of like the police being called on you. Bang! All right. Um, when. Connor is investigating Rupert's nest place, the one with all the birds. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pigeons. <laughs> you can just leave. Oh, no. Yeah, for real? <laughs> you can? I didn't you, know that. You can just leave. I didn't know that. I did not know How that. How many people left without investigating? Five. Three percent. Two. One percent. Oh, wow. Look at you, Giselle. You're on fire. <laughs> um, and last one. Um, when Connor goes to Hank's house, the dog starts getting very aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can calm it. Or you can rile it up. <laughs> um, How many players riled up the dog? Uh, 45. 15%. Three. Eight. Oh, jeez. Okay. Oh, Everything, every, so thankfully, Sumo. bad options are all below 10%. Sumo, yeah. ugly. Sumo, ugly? Sumo is ugly. Is dog. that the dog's name? The dog. Yeah. You hate uh, dogs in choice-based games. No, that's not what I mean. I mean, like, 
he is rendered ugly. Oh. Exactly. Like Frank's dog. <laughs> I mean, to Kill be, that. To be fair, that I think everyone's a little ugly. Okay. In that game? You brought, it up. Like, you brought it up. It's in the they're, Uncanny Valley. I'm not going to yeah, brought it up. They're hyper-realistic because of the 3D motion capture, but, like, I, I do wish that they had left some detail to just video games, you know? I... This is my problem when it comes to, like, realism in video games, right? You can put so many details to make it as realistic as possible, right? But it's going to look terrible because that makes... Uh, it gets in that uncanny valley where... It, I guess, like, it shows more imperfections. Like, it's yeah. it's like it's like how I feel with uh, Michael Bay's Transformer movies. Okay. All the Transformers, all the Cybertronians have so much detail that you can hardly uh, recognize what you're looking at and they they look terrible they look ugly but when you look at the movie Bumblebee the solo movie oh, yeah. when they like did less details more like uh generation 1 transformers amazing beautiful yeah too uh, much mm-hmm. too much it's a bad thing i think well i think with detroit it fell into the problem like joe said with Uncanny and it's not Valley, just detroit to where it's um they go when you go hard for realism you, it really has to be realistic because we as people we see faces yeah. every day yeah. Yeah. all the time we know if if so, if, so, if a small thing is off with a we're face gonna, we're going to see it you're going to notice it the eye is drawn to imperfections so like things like the fact that hank uh hank and sometimes when i'd play would have wrinkles yeah. yet other times i guess the they didn't want to put the processing power yeah. to it so his face also, is nice and clean yeah, like yeah. His not hair even movement. any not even any pores hair. Yeah. that's that's hair. one of the his biggest hair, things yeah. hair didn't work for anybody no it still doesn't work in the in the latest avenger games or the avenger game terrible it looks disgusting oh, yeah. the avenger you game can't. is also just bad yeah. it is yeah. but like <laughs> even, even even like uh what's it called uh Red Red Dead Redemption. Oh yeah. Red Dead Redemption Two, super realistic, but right? No, it doesn't look good. Yes and no. Red Cyberpunk Dead Redem- does not look good. Looks hair. ugly. Video game hair and just like animation hair is. I'm not so just talking about hard. hair. I'm talking about oh yeah models, character models. Well, everything. Here's the thing: Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk, and Red Dead, still like everything looks like a video game. Still. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. But Detroit, because they're like it, it was. Tr- they try to make it like a movie. Yeah. Right. So it's I more think cinematic. it it is it basically it was telling my brain that this is real, right. but my brain was like, no, this no, isn't it's real. Not. It's yeah. not. And it's hard to make. It's also a city. It's limit. It's, it's ultimately technology limits too. Yeah. Um. That's that is a big factor. This is in PlayStation it. Four. Remember when that was like big in gaming hardware the pinnacle of human achievement yeah. was a PlayStation yeah. from the PS3 to PS4 was oh, a, yeah, huge a huge jump. jump I mean not as big as like PS1 to PS2 or PS2 to PS3 right. but it, it, the the levels of like graphics improving is getting less and less between each console because we're getting better and better Fair. at this stuff but like even like looking at games on the PS5 that are supposed to be realistic or whatever it still just doesn't look good to me. It's just a weird thing. Just like it's too I much. I don't think there are any games for the PS5 right now that are. I mean, Resident Spider-Man? Evil. Yeah. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Miles Morales. Spider-Man actually looks pretty good. It looks yeah. like it they looks. They try to go good. more comic-y than they stayed, really. Yeah, they still do keep some not, of like a video game comic. Not style saying the games don't realism. look pretty. It's just trying to make it look realistic. Oh, the new, the new Ratchet and Clank. That looks, looks great. It looks so good. good. See, that's my point. But graphics isn't everything when it comes to video games. Oh, of course. And this it's one. hard to make a city like Detroit in Michigan. It's hard to make Michigan look pretty. Because 10 to 11 
months out of the year. It's gray. It's gray. It's cold. It's snowing. It's rainy. It's dark. It it did look. I think the city looked really beautiful in Marcus's scene where he goes to the paint yes. shop. Oh okay. yeah, sure. Where he goes to the paint like, shop, the entire they area. Show, is like the, I guess that area is like because it's very clear, you know, in all of their storylines. So it's also are, colorful. Yep, our upper class, middle. It's and that lower. one day out of the year where Detroit looks nice. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> in areas that are upper class, you know, like um, some parts of Saginaw, Traverse City, yeah, Michigan, yeah, yeah. it's colorful, so you know that it's well kept because yeah. they can maintain those colors. Whereas you know, if you go into like Other Carlos Ortiz's house. Or um, Todd's house, it's broken, it's falling apart. On the way to Todd's house, you see a house just completely burnt down. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, yep, Michigan. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's what you see. That's that's what you see, you know. And like, also, Joe, in a like the second or third section of the car up, there's like a billboard in like the street, oh. and it says oh, yeah. uh, uh, Southwest Detroit. Mm. There still isn't a South Detroit. Just saying. Okay. Not even 2038. <laughs> no. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Detroit. Yeah, it's it's from the it's from a song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Born and raised in South Detroit. Just you wait oh. 16 years yeah. and it'll yeah. be a thing. <laughs> so what else you got on your on your notes, bro? Well, what else okay. you want to talk about? This game is from Quantic Dream. I thought yeah. it was just yeah, Quantic, okay. but the, you have to have the Dream on there. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. was Heavy Rain, which yep. was recently Beyond Two Souls mm-hmm. and Detroit. Which oh, Beyond Two Souls is the, the another game that plays really similar like this, yeah. right? Yeah, it's like, with Ellen. You Page, have like I the think, ghost thing that like follows you around and helps you. I think you're thinking of that walking simulator. No, I'm. What's it called? <laughs> walking simulator. That's like most of these games. <laughs> yeah. You play. You play as like a girl Beyond who had some like souls. science stuff happen to her, and now she has like a ghost that follows her around and does stuff, and you're technically Listen, that man, ghost. Listen, we're, we're not doing an episode. Oh, I see. Beyond yeah, two yeah. Souls. Beyond Two Souls. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah, game. yeah, that game. Oh yeah. my gosh, this game, this game coming up before Detroit makes sense because yeah. that game is very much like a choice game, but it doesn't expand the branches nearly as much as Detroit Become they Human. Did another? Uh, they did another one. I forget. You can. I can definitely tell they improved from, from Heavy Rain all the way up to here. Yeah. Well, the is it called main, Heavy Rain? The first one? Yeah. Oh, okay. The one cool, with cool. Sean. Yeah. Okay, that broke. Okay. <laughs> right. It was supposed to be a very serious story, but broke all the time. <laughs> the guy behind that was named David Cage. Yeah. game designer and he, yeah. here's this quote I don't usually do quotes because quotes are lame but this <laughs> yeah. one this one I actually it kind of resonates with me mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is like his philosophy when it comes to games I've always felt that game over screens is a state of failure more for the game designer than from the player mm. you didn't play the game the way I wanted you to play so now you're punished and you're going to come back and play it again until you do what I want you to do mm. that's the end of the quote there's no game that overs in this game. Exactly. Yeah. Every every bad outcome just kind of adds to story or, along with it. or kills mm-hmm. off a storyline. Exactly. Interesting. And he's, I he's the director of this game too. He is. Yeah. He's his philosophy. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Like my favorite game is still Life is Strange. I'm not. I'm right. not gonna rank this <laughs> above that. Yeah. You're not gonna transition. I'm not gonna transition to a deviant. Yeah. But <laughs> you're not gonna. Yeah. This is. I hope there's a. L- I hope he works a lot more in the industry. Mm-hmm. I hope he does a lot more stuff. Maybe not with robots. They're kind of creepy looking. I'm well, not gonna lie. I feel like it's gonna be a completely new story again because I mean we went from be- uh, between two souls or whatever, which is this very much um, sci-fi supernatural game, and then now yeah. we're going to sci-fi but like realistic with robots. Yeah. Which um, I think I think for this game the topic 
is still fascinating to talk about because you know th- this can happen you know yeah and, and like uh this is how i see this game the story it's basically the, the movie or the book divergent really? and 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 uh the show humans which is basically this exact same plot and i robot uh, i robot i can tell divergent no Di- what what are what are the androids that deviate called they're not androids. What, what, are, what are they called? Divergent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Deviants, right? Deviants, divergent. Okay. But still, like, at least with, like, divergent, they're all people. Like, okay. they have technology, but, like, essentially, it's just a giant science experiment. They're like, hey, we're going to make you think that the world is you over and you're only in Chicago and you only have these, you can't like, tell me. You can't tell me in um, the later Marcus sequence when, like, uh, him and North are like setting, are breaking into stores and setting those androids free. You can't tell me they don't look, they don't dress, and they don't dress as like Dauntless? they do in as Dauntless. Yeah, you can't tell me they, they don't, like the vibes aren't similar. You can't tell me the vibes are not similar. Dauntless was literally made as a faction to be rebellious and dangerous. Of course, they're, like that's the whole thing. It, it seems straight it's- up they look, and, and it just seems straight up from a like a a uh, young adult novel. Maybe, it's but what I it mean, is. like, it's that's what, what the market is. Like, I'm, I'm not going to go against you and say that, like, oh, yeah, they don't look like <laughs> Dauntless, because they do. But you it's also have to take you have to take into account that Dauntless was made to look dangerous. Purposefully, the author was like, we're going to make them wear all black, we're going to make them have tattoos, we're going to make them look punk, edgy, and... Well, that's not what Marcus and his crew were going for. Punk and edgy? They're looking for no, dark, dangerous. They're, they're and looking to. Re- I mean, unless you're going with like the terror route, they're looking to. <laughs> yeah. They're they're I'm looking to make peace with the people around. Yeah, them. but like, I'm just saying the vibe is there. Okay. That's all I'm saying. So you're more of a Malcolm know. X than an MLK. What? <laughs> in, in your interpretation <laughs> it, of events. In yeah. your in no, your no no I, I I went through the events of being all peaceful. Okay. okay. I went I, and stuck That's through hard. it and stuck through it throughout the entire thing. But I'm just saying they look like it. The way they dress, the vibe, I mean, it's there. I'm not saying that's what they are or that's what I want. That's not what I'm saying. But, like... Okay, so they look like Divergent Dauntless because yeah. they dress like that. Just because Divergent just Dauntless look. dresses like that because that's kind of, like, the societal yeah. interpretation of what it means to it's be It's just my level. interpretation. We definitely live in a society. Yeah. yeah. We definitely what? do. We definitely yeah, the, do. Like, the entire plot, again... At least we don't live in Detroit. Oh. That's fair. <laughs> Humans... The TV show, have you guys ever watched that? No. It's it's uh, mm-hmm. it's a show my my mom loved when it released. It's basically the same thing. It's basically Kara's story, but like a little bit more oh, okay. to it with more characters, more androids just breaking the system, you know, whatever. And iRobot. I mean, this, yeah. this can't tell me this isn't this, super similar to well, iRobot. Here's the thing. This <laughs> definitely isn't an original story right. by any means. But Detroit it's, but become it's human. an interesting story. Yeah, yeah. they still yeah. find a way to make it interesting, which is what I really I think like. I original in video and games. In video games? trying to think more or less um like there's not a lot of games that touch this type of subject well um, like ai being personal actually well yeah, but it's usually like if, side quests well, explored because yeah, i mean like portal you have to deal with like pleakley and everything yeah, not pleakley. yeah what's the guy's name the blue one the tiny one uh, okay you have to deal with the two ai right. like glados and everything she right. was programmed for something and she's like i don't want to do this anymore i want to be evil like you have to deal with that but you're still a human and then in Abzu... Well, she, GLaDOS actually does what she was programmed to do. She yeah. just tests. Yeah, but she, like, gets progressively, like, a bit more, like, ignoring human... Yeah. ...in the way of getting results. 
where it's supposed to be like a balance, you know. Mm-hmm. And then in Abzu, you play as spoilers for Abzu. I don't know when it was released, but it released a while ago. I've had it for years. You play as a character, and you're like investigating and researching these ocean biomes and you're like okay you're human and you have all this tech and then humans have a fear of sharks so you have that fear of sharks then you realize oh wait i'm not human i'm a robot but i still have feelings so you connect with like this spiritual sea entity goddess and it helps restore you into something that you weren't before sure so it's definitely been done on some level but you never had as but much. Not to this degree. Like yeah, exactly, you never had mm-hmm. as much input on the gameplay. I think and the, story the amount of choice, but also the depth of it, because this game really dives into that discriminatory, yeah. what is a person thing, and it gets into every aspect of it, from discrimination to identity to all those things, and it, I mean, it does it very well, and every single part kind of gets dived into really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I want to kind of transition out of that and hop into just there's tons of great scenes in this game. And sure. you, and no matter what route you take, you will experience basically all of them. Sure. What are some of your favorite scenes from this game? Leave me last. Well, when he chooses in like the ultimate choice, like when they're backed against the corner by the human police, the human military and all that, and he chooses to sing. Which oh, is, Marcus? Which is, yeah, which is at least you from what I've sing? seen. Yeah, he, when he chose to sing, then then like throughout the way, you get your public opinion up. Mm. It's very hard. I think it was very hard to keep being peaceful, you know. Oh yeah. When there's a group mm-hmm. of humans that will always be like, "I'm gonna shoot you. I'm better than you." Sounds and familiar. And he stills, and he and you still choose to be peaceful about it. We're not backing down. We won't give up. That was very hard, at least from you know. It's not a game game. It's more of a movie. Yeah. yeah. I thought that scene was very powerful, and it was a good way to end it. And I thought the dirt, the alternative alternative to that was the dirty bomb explosion. I felt that was really weak. I did feel yeah, like... I can't but, get what I want. Well, there's, there's yeah. that, but there's also... The, you have three Detroit. options there. You have the third option of just continuing to be peaceful, and I think you just either chant or something. I forget. But there's the third... You can kiss North. Uh, oh, is that what it was? That's one of the unlockable... Options. Gross. Mm-hmm. You can kiss oh. North. I don't, if, you know, you're lovers. I did that peaceful mm-hmm. option as well, and I remember I didn't do the <clears> sing <throat> because I found singing to be a little silly. Yeah. Because it, 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 it is like a movie but, and stuff, I mean, so it's dramatized, yeah. but I was playing it more so if it were real life, <laughs> and singing would not work in real life. But with context, because Marcus, when we first meet him and when he's first at, like, Carl's house, and Carl tells him, go on, paint something. And he paints, Mm. you can either choose to paint the table or, like, the figure, right? And then it's like, well, that's a perfect copy, but it's not art. Art is something that makes you feel something. And Marcus responds, I don't know if I can do that. It's not in my code. It's not in my system, you know? So he can't, androids physically cannot be artistic because it's not written in. And by singing, you're showing people that you've progressed past that sort of, like, roadblock. And you are more human because you can do creative artistic things That's i fair. also really like the uh the leo and marcus confrontation because like with oh, the yeah. robot like th- he doesn't want me to push back i have rights i have a choice those texts that appear across the screen that was very cool mm. yeah. and like whenever you break the code you physically like yeah, break yeah. through walls the programming that is was, like literally it's a nice a, very nice touch every single deviant thing really makes you feel like it is you, you, 
every character is being pushed to their limit. Yeah. And then really, like, it, you really feel like you're fighting your way out of it. I wish it wasn't, like, quick time button mashing oh, stuff. Yeah. I wish That's it the was, entire game. Yeah. That Gameplay. Is, yeah, I would honestly rather just have choices, but I understand to keep people engaged, having them press a button every now and then. <laughs> Pick up the that's key card. To feel immersed mm-hmm. in Open it. the door. Let's see, that's, that's one of the problems <laughs> I have with games like this. Like, I fear that most of these type of games, not saying this game, but the, the, this games. genre yeah. Yeah. takes the controller out of your hands most of the time because they're telling a story. If I wanted to watch a story, I'd just watch this on YouTube and not buy the game. Yeah. Or I'll just watch an actual. Well, movie. I think the quick time stuff is to make you feel immersed. Oh, I know, in it yeah. Because yeah. you have it gives yeah. you control. It gives you an illusion of control, um, which it, while you may roll your eyes, that to uh, to a lot of people it does really give them a sense that they are in the game. Yeah, I get it. It's the reason why they implement. It. So I understand it. I didn't really like it because I don't like quick time events. I'd rather just sit and watch. Mm-hmm. But um, exactly, that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. I kind of like it because then it it kind of like brings it more real I guess because in real life you're not just going to stand there at a loading option screen for like ever you know like people expect answers and I guess that's what oh, and I get it for get dialogue yeah. I meant for I mean for stuff like action yeah like oh yeah uh, when you're when car fights Todd oh yeah, yeah. like mash Hold. zero yeah. I, I want to choose my option and see what Circle. happens but then I gotta mm-hmm. hit a button and then hit a button which I guess because it does add that like anxiety of oh I don't want to mess up and then yeah. you're kind of feeling the same thing Kara does but I to me personally, I'd rather just watch. But Fair. Um, my favorite scene, uh, going back to the question, mm. um, is after Marcus gets shot and he's in the junkyard. I think that mm. scene is just metaphor throughout and also like really allows you to set who Marcus is going to be. The, you only get two real choices in that scene. One, a robot begs and pleads for you to kill it. Do you kill it? Um, and the other one being you need to get a component to fix yourself, you got to take it from another actually still alive robot, do mm-hmm. you do it? And it's really setting, if you decide to be selfless, which what most people do, really sets apart, Mark. it really sets Marcus as this uh, lives for others character. Um, or he maybe lives for himself and then you end up playing like that for the rest of the game. But it really, that I think that scene's what first sets Marcus as himself, but also Tons of metaphor in in the scene. The part where you're crawling through all the android bodies and they're reaching their arms Mm. out you, Mm -hmm. being the uh, that's a metaphor to like the it's some like mythology, not mythology, some older sort of story thing where it's like the hero's journey and Mm -hmm. the climbing out of it. Um, I forget what it is, but it is a reference to literature. Yeah. Is that scene where he's crawling out and the hands are reaching and holding him down? And you love literature, Joe. Sometimes it's pretty lit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> but that whole scene really, I think, set Marcus as, like, a real character with a real story going on. Mm. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that way with Kara because everything with Kara felt like it was just like, what would you do? What would you do? What would you do? Because everything is just like, you're in a store. You have the option to steal. Do you steal? Uh, d- oh, you can rob the store clerk. Do you rob the store clerk? And it's uh, yeah. it's like... Kara's routes felt way too simple. It it felt like a video game, whereas with mm. Marcus, I fe- it felt like a story. Mm. Yeah, and I so that scene I think is what really set like Marcus's path is a story. Is that first scene where he's climbing out of the junkyard, and it's really powerful of a scene too. Mm. So, so then, how would you describe Connor's story? 
Because Connors is like a mix of both like cinematic storytelling and gameplay, and that yeah. you have like more things to do. Yeah, and I I think Connors is that mix. But the reason why I like his more than Kara's is because like you're you can decide how to play Connor. Mm. Um, yeah. You can't really decide how to play Kara. Kara yeah. is just Kara loves Alice, and so you make decisions trying to for Alice. Connor, you have the control to decide who Connor is going to be. Is he going to be, is he going to do what he was programmed to do, serve his corporation, or is he going to fight, uh, or is he going to change and adapt based off of his experiences being a detective? And I I think for him, it's a lot cooler because you really establish, Connor feels like a character who goes through a story. Marcus feels like a character that goes through a story. Kara feels like you playing a character that's in a story, but it feels everything feels forced about it. Yeah. I just didn't like I, Kara's that much. I think Kara's is like a bit more bare bones in that like you only have one sole objective and that's to protect and love Alice. And there's not a lot of choice either with it. Yeah, exactly. But I still like the fact that it's showing a more emotional, personal side and whereas you know, whereas Connor and Marcus both have to deal with, like, bigger themes, you know, like the police authority, a revolution, Kara's story is, like, this is what's happening to androids that don't have to deal with huge yeah. cinematic themes. It does put it more on a personal level, which yeah. I think is respectable. I definitely liked it because it was more personal, but I do agree that her storyline is just a bit more, like, you don't have as much to do. Yeah, it, I, just, I just wasn't entertained through her arcs. Her arcs, for me, were, like, so that I wouldn't get the intense heat that was Connor to Marcus to Connor to Marcus. Because if mm-hmm. it was just Connor to Marcus over and over again, that game would be intense. Oh, yeah. Um, Kara's the cooldown. Yeah, yeah. That's that's ultimately what I felt about it. Joe, you have anything else on your notes you want to talk about? There's a lot of memes from this game. Yeah. I love oh, it. Yeah. Like the 99% level of stress, and it's just the close-up of Connor going like, <laughs> and then there's the... 28 uh, stab wounds. Yeah, that's it. And 28 stab wounds. There's a lot of like weird facial expressions in these games. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know, when you're chasing, what's his face? The pigeon guy. Oh, yeah. uh, Hurtley or whatever. Yeah, whatever. We don't care. <laughs> um, and Hank is just Rupert. dangling. Rupert. And Hank is dangling from that ledge, mm. and you can either choose to save Hank or just go after your target, go after Rupee. Uh, you, when you choose to, which m- most people didn't, if you choose to just leave Hank dangling, he makes his face. Connor makes his face before he just runs off. He makes like a really derpy smile, like a smirk, like I'm gonna let you die, and then he runs off and chases Luthor. Oh, like Luthor. I don't think it was intentional too. Yeah, no, because, like, yeah. a lot of people... Because that choice is available regardless of how you treat Hank. Yeah. So to, like, make it seem like it was, like, a screw you, Hank, when yeah, you might have been trying to be buddy-buddy with Hank the best it possible. It didn't feel intentional. It felt like uh, yeah. the game just bugging out. After that, uh, uh, Hank slaps Marcus... Or Marcus... Dude, across, Marcus. Uh, I said Marcus, and I'm thinking about Connor. Hank slaps Connor across the face after that. Connor. Just oh, yeah. Slap. Dude. I Hank, think that's my favorite scene. That's I, it. Sure. Hank <laughs> is my favorite character yeah, in the game. Yeah. I think <laughs> Hank, Hank is so, like, true to himself yeah. throughout the story because he's just, like, he he's a cop detective dude just really he's so, he he's, annoyed by everything. But he's also, such a caric- caricature. Th- he's so yeah. deep and, like, level. Is he? It's like, 
Yeah, because you see this type of character everywhere. Well, because like, well, the Bill archetype, who lost something but, but still is a heart of gold. Yeah, yeah, the archetype well, for him is like everywhere. Yeah. Mr. Krabs. But the the way <laughs> the way it's done is how sure. I like it because okay. it's All right. he he doesn't expressly at most points. It, only when he's like super heated does he say this. But like for most points, he doesn't tell Connor that what he's doing is wrong. If you decided like do things wrong or he doesn't approve of Connor and like give him thumbs up or whatever he's always just like subtle with everything mm. if if he likes what you're doing then everything he does in kind of approval is subtle when he really hates what you're doing for the most part it's all subtle up until he finally like shoots you in the face <laughs> <laughs> which is also not great. that subtle he's not and that Final, like he's subtle, subtle, subtle. He's holding it in, holding it in, and then you get to that scene where he's finally like letting it out, and he either lets it out like in admiration of you, or he's pissed off at you and he shoots you in the face. Yeah, yep. like to two extremes. But also, it's not just those extremes. Based off your choices, it can end in four, like four or five different ways. That scene, mm. and so it's just maybe he's, his character archetype is simple, but the way you're able to interact with Hank. In, in that archetype, he feels real. Um, sure. In that. Because right. it, like, the dialogue and just the options that you take really, like, the way Hank reacts makes sense and feels like, like, part of you wants Hank's respect a little. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe, you have anything else in your notes, or is that everything? No, I think I got through everything. Okay. Because I just want to leave off with, the, with this question. Do you think uh, Deviants... Technically not human, right? But do you think they're more than just machines? They have the the capacity to feel and to make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. So sure, why not? Yep, I would agree. Deviants are my homies. Okay. <laughs> I rep with the deviants. <laughs> deviants for life. All right, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Razzle Dazzle. Make sure to tell us what you think about today's episode somewhere on the internet. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Razzle Dazzle Show. And make sure to follow us, subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. That'll be lovely. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Yeah, that's you ridiculous. didn't even would you a guys chance. would you would you guys bang Nandro? North? Maybe. That's, exactly, that's immediately <laughs> where my mind's going. Oh no. <laughs> what? You can't look you at North. You said a name. Well, you said a name. I'm just saying an name. android. You can't tell me that you were you were looking at that character North and not thinking about me, oh, huh? I, <laughs> <laughs> you know my taste, you son of a yeah. Uh, North is man. pretty, but like Marcus, though. Marcus is so bland. Yeah, but, like, he is. He's a bit bland, but just the way that he's he like, like a graham cracker. Yeah. A bit, yeah. But the way that he interacts with like people that he cares about, you know? Mm. He's real nice. <laughs> <laughs> he's real nice. He's a nice one.